This is the Mustard Seeds Podcast. We fail miserably at informing you of anything important, but we do so with wit and banter. Well, we think we're cool, at least. I'm Colby Selinski, and the voice you're about to hear is Ian Jacobs. Very well done, Colby. This yeah. week's episode is brought to you by words you can't spell on your keyboard. Environment. Definitely. And necessary. Words you can't spell on your keyboard. I have trouble with the with the uh, NM. Like the in, the Inmans, right? Yeah, it's environment tough. was mine. That that one was mine. Environment, environment was yours. Definitely was mine. Yeah. I spelled defiantly. Yeah. And the necessary. Let's uh, everyone's maybe. I think so. Like I go two. I go double C, double S, double R, double Y, just in case. Because I double A, double A. Necessary. Should we go double N as well, just to be sure? Yeah. Or that you said that that's that's the Dutch way. I, well, I, that is the Dutch way. Necessary. But I I have trouble with anything where where the. Like there's a bit of that bridge, like environment. There's like there's like two halves to that word. There's environ and then there's meant. Same with govern and meant. You really break it down. Yeah, and I I uh, I have trouble when the N and the M are right next to each other. What about Wednesday? I always double. Yeah. What, what about tougher? What, what 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 about February? No, that's okay. What about January? When Wednesday is tougher for me only because you have to. You're almost like doubling back. Like you're flying wed. To, to then the to then the nest and then the day it's almost like 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 if you were flying to Toronto that'd be like flying Vancouver to Montreal back to Toronto then we're on. getting a lot more airtime out of this topic yeah. than I thought we would that's impressive hey in in uh, going on the fact that the World Cup is in Brazil yeah. in South America yeah. should we not be El Mustard Seeds podcast podcast that would be Spanish well that's what I'm saying it's in South America. But Brazil is Portuguese. Okay, but it's in South so America. So you have to... We're going with the majority here. The Brazilians... Uh, sorry, the Portuguese... They're very particular, because you've been to Portugal a couple of times. Yeah. And have you been to Brazil? No. But you know a lot about Portugal. I think I do. And you, like, and, but you, you know a little bit more about the history of, the, of those two nations than I do. Yeah. About the Portuguese... They have a little Brazil. bit... They have a little bit more... I know that their, their food consists of what it seemed to me to be only fish and soup and a little bit of pork... And uh, they honk their words a little bit, like it's basically Spanish, and I'm I'm, I'm offending everybody from Portugal to an, to <laughs> an exponential degree. But it's basically Spanish, and then they kind of like honk, like so they'll they'll say like mustard would be like mustard. That's kind of <laughs> that's that's what I think. Oh, I don't think you're offending anyone at all. That's I could pretty, be pretty bang on. I was in Portugal when I was a kid, and uh, we witnessed a man sneeze 19 times in a row. <laughs> After the fifth sneeze, the entire restaurant started counting out loud, and that's my memory of the Algarve, which is where we were. And I realize the Algarve is a pretty big region, so when people say, where in Portugal have you been? I say, the Algarve, and they say, yeah, but where? Yeah. I say, I don't know, I was nine. But see, because of how I said they speak, and I'm dead on, by the way, um, you might have thought he was just talking. (laughs) So, maybe that's... Yeah. Can you do that again? Sure. What, what, so I was, no, what was I saying? I was saying, Mustard? Yeah, but we were talking about the more, relationship. More, more, start, more start, so more, the more start seeds podcast. Yeah. Um, let's follow up on something we spoke about last week. Let's follow up on being offensive to anyone not from <laughs> North America by going into what are we? What are we going into? Is there a sap button on this podcast? People can just go right into the uh, the South American version of what we're doing. You know, the sap button on there's, your remote. There's a pause button. What does sap stand for, by the way? Uh, does anyone know? Secondary audio. Production? It was a rhetorical question. Okay. But I lied. I don't know what that <laughs> that's means. pretty good. Let's yeah. go with that. Um, I do want to talk about Gangs in New York, though. Yeah. That's like my favorite movie. Because as, as I'm sure you all de- obviously remember, um, I'm doing a Daniel Day-Lewis week, 
where we're, I'm watching every single one of my favorite Daniel Day-Lewis movies. And I finished off Gangs of New York last night, and I gotta say, like, I know he's one of your favorite movies, but I gotta say, I thought it was pretty dated. What do you mean by date? Like, I, okay, some people mean dated, they mean, like, special effects from, like, the 40s, okay. which makes sense. Yeah. Some people say dated, like, do you mean, like, the topics don't matter? I don't know what you mean by dated. I guess I... Because I, I kind of agree, but I do want to hear what you have to say. So it came out in what, 2001? 2000... Yeah, 2002 Oscars. And, okay, and to me, I watched it about four or five years ago, and I loved it. Like, I didn't see a fault in it at all. And this is yeah. from a strictly just an entertainment perspective and from the acting. I mean, let we don't even need to talk about Daniel Day-Lewis, how phenomenal he is in every I single I think scene. it actually is his best role. Yeah. Funny, because he, he didn't win the Oscar for it. Yeah. But yeah, but I I found it dated in the the I mean, maybe I don't know maybe dated's not the right words, but I didn't think that the lines in that movie were as cheesy. Not coming from Daniel Day Lewis, so when yeah. he's not speaking, every other line to me is very cheesy. It's very Jerry Bruckheimer. It's very like The Rock. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I think I do know what you mean, and that's why when, when and now when I say that's one of my favorite movies, like I guess I guess that doesn't matter to me. If you know what I, you know, like sometimes you, yeah. you you just like a movie. Yeah. And so you like it so much that when you hear the criticism, you're like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But you still, I mean, Star Wars is like the, is like the cheesiest movie of all time. When yeah. you watch it now, like the actual dialogue, but it's so like, it just sucks you in because it's so cool. Yeah. So it's dated, but it still goes forward. I don't know. Like, so one of my, my favorite movie is The Sixth Sense. Okay. Gangs of New York is like right up there. With really? The, the Sixth Sense, your favorite yeah. movie of all time. It, yeah. Gangs of New York is like right up there with Mystic River as well as is up there. My grandma used to call it Mr. Gribble. Okay. She thought that we were going to go see Mr. Gribble. Um, not Mystic River anyway. It could be like a kid with a, with a speech impediment saying like Mr. Mr. Griver? Because you'll be like, Mr. Griver. It does have a... Mr. Griver. It does have a play on word potential. I'm not going to deny that one bit. Uh, but I think all of those are kind of potentially dated. Because, like, The Sixth Sense was mind-blowing at the time because you didn't know... Should I spoil... Do you, have you seen the movie? I have seen you, it. You don't know, know the end. You don't know that... I, Colby, so, find, find me one person that doesn't you, know You what don't know that Bruce Willis is dead. So, like, you see it and you're like, whoa, that's so... And I was... I think 12 when I first saw it. Just don't ruin Passion of the Christ for me because I haven't seen that one either. Jesus. Uh, well, they didn't <laughs> even go into the uh, resurrection, so you're safe. Oh, so oh I, I, I just ruined it for oh, you. Oh, no. Um, do you know about Easter? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I'm familiar the, with it. So, but I think Sixth Sense is kind of dated a little bit too Easter, yeah. because like it's, it's I, I don't know if that's mind-blowing now because there was that period as well where movies and Scorsese's directed Gangs of New York. Uh-huh. It's funny you say that because I like The Departed is one of my favorite movies too, but I've watched that and that's sort of dated as well. Because number one, they use a lot of cell phones, and like those cell, fo- like this is before the iPhone. Yeah. So you watch them use cell phones in that movie, and it looks stupid. See, that's not my like, version of dated, though. I'd love to hear what you're now. We okay, need to yeah, that definition of dated. I think dated is is when things that people say or or uh, and like the ma- and it could come down to like special effects too. Right, right. But when they just don't last the the time that the movie goes, like The Godfather to me is a little bit dated because it's 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 dialogue is like kind of old school. Yeah. And it's not violent anymore because we've seen so much blood in movies. Yeah. That when you see that horse's head in the bed, you're like, oh, that's sad. Yeah. You know, but... Or when you see Sonny get, but a, get assassinated. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But it's also such a good movie yeah. that you kind of look past it. I think Star Wars is sort of like the same thing because okay. the story is so incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but that makes me appreciate a guy like Steven Spielberg so much more. Because, like, I watched Jurassic Park. Yeah. And that's 20 years old now, or, tw- like, 21 years old now. Okay. And that movie is not dated. Like, those special effects, like, which is crazy, those those hold up over 20 years. Like, that's got to be the one thing of, of a movie that is the most dated, like, right away. And, and, and I think... Our special and, effects. And, um, Schindler's List. Like, 
still can blow your mind. Well, it's the tension. It's the tension yeah. that's built through the special effects. I mean, you take a look at a guy. Um, what's the what's what's the director for Transformers? Michael Bay. So you take a look yeah. at what he does with special effects, and yeah. he doesn't actually build tension with special effects. He just has Blows special effects up. for the use of it. Yeah. But then Steven Spielberg uses special effects to build tension in Jurassic Park when you see the water tremor, yeah. exactly. and you know the T-Rex exactly. is coming. Yeah. It doesn't like matter that, what that you're... will never that scene will never get old because it's it there's so much tension at that time. Yeah. Now hold on, I want to get back to what your definition of dating. Well, is. but I was going to say with Steven Spielberg, the one thing that he did with like Schindler's List mm-hmm. is that he had the foresight to shoot it in black and white. Right. Which he he did, I think, to satisfy like kind of like the bloodiness of it, yeah. or to kind of transport you back in time. Yeah. But it also like it it that makes the movie last so much longer. Yeah. Sorry, what were you guys asking? I was no, I was gonna say. I mean, in terms of what what we think dated is, um, to me, my definition of dated is when the audience is now smarter than the script, and the audience yeah, is smarter fair, than, yeah. than than the characters. So yeah. when you watch something that happened, so for me, Gangs of New York is my example. When Gangs in New York came yeah. out, everyone was blown away by everything that happened. You've got the costumes, you've got the scenes, you've got the acting, yeah. you've got the script. Now when I watched it, um, 15 years on, I yeah. feel like an audience now is smarter than the audience that watched it 15 years ago. That, yeah, that's no, my I think personal. That's, I think that's, yeah, I think that that's spot on. And I think you get that a lot of times. Like, I think that Scorsese is a funny guy in, in, in that case. Yeah. Because a lot of his movies, I find that. And he's one of my favorite directors. He's, he's one of everybody's favorite directors. Uh-huh. But like I mentioned, The Departed. Yeah. Uh, even Goodfellas, like if Goodfellas, like when when I watched Goodfellas, that was like like the first big gangster movie that I ever watched. Mm-hmm. So when I was like thirteen or fourteen, and I watched that, like it blew my mind because I was like, th- these guys are so cool. How many gangster movies are there now? Like it is not hard to go and watch a just you know fluffy popcorn gangster movie. Yeah, yeah. And The Sopranos on TV, which took Goodfellas and then made it like way more serious, and it made it like a TV show. So if you want like the best gangster movie now, like just watch The Sopranos. Yeah, and you so, have it. You have it. It's continuous. But to it's me, that dead. dates Goodfellas. So like when they're talking, when when you know like Ray Liotta's narration is trying to sound all cool and tough. Like I think you watch it and you're like, okay, he's not that cool of a guy. Like it's just it's a weird. Yeah, does that make sense? I think it makes perfect sense. I don't know. And I'm glad we we're recovering. I watched. So I we're now gonna get in. Yeah, I don't know if we're. But I I watched the Fault in Our Stars last week. Was that a sentence? No, that was. Come on, Highland. We just watched Greece play Costa Rica, so I was just getting into the Greek way of um, pronouncing things. But them Greeks. Yeah, but I watched the Fault in Our Stars last week. What What's that? Fault in Our Stars is based on a f- popular book about kids who have cancer and they fall in love. Okay. It would be original if it hasn't already been made several times, which I think it has. But what, it, it, was it good? It was okay. Why? I I don't like going to see you a seem, movie. You seem upset about. No, this. you know because I because I want to like it because I feel bad when a movie's about kids with cancer falling in love and you oh. and you don't like it. Oh. And remorse. Also, and I don't I movie remorse. I didn't really like the kids that much. But that sounds like Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. But you mentioned when when the audience is smarter than the movie. Yeah. I don't think that I'm that smart, but I think you're you're looking at these like teenagers like talking teenage things, yeah. and they're talking about their future and isn't it crazy how we don't have this much time? And it's just it's one like, but all teenagers say stupid stupid stuff like that, and even teenagers who have everything complain about yeah. about not growing up or about or, you know about being too young or it not being fair. Like, so when you're when you grow out of being teenaged, and then you watch teenagers complaining. And most of this movie, they're complaining about things that aren't about death. They're just so, so they're, they're just where complaining. Does, where does the where does the cancer come into play here? Because the movie, to me, it was like every five minutes, it was so intentionally trying to make me cry. Did you cry? And that no. 
And then it was sad. No, it, it was sad for yeah, sure. Yeah. But like when I'm not crying and then it kind of gives you these hints almost like if you're not crying, you're, you're a bad person. Like I just felt, and, and that's, so you felt pressured. The more that I say it, it sounds like I'm the problem, you're, but you're a bad guy. But, <laughs> but so you saw a movie about people dying of cancer yeah. and you didn't feel bad is what you're trying to say. I felt bad for the, for the characters, but I mean, come on, like that, that movie's been made, right? I How think, long, is it old? I've, I've never heard it's of like it. brand new. Oh, okay. And the book's pretty new too, I think. But when it's in a book, I, I get that people will, like, read the book and they'll uh-huh. have, like, a deep connection because you're reading the words, like, it goes so in-depth. Yeah. And also, you can connect with a book over other books. Like, it's just, like, like people can connect with that. Mm-hmm. With, with a movie, it, now, now I, sh- I should say, like, everybody in the theater was crying. Except you. The movie ended, and I was like, <laughs> okay, let's go. And people were just bawling their eyes out. And I was like, oh, I should sit down for a minute and pretend. But where did you see it? Uh, at a theater, yeah, obviously, but which one? Uh, in BC, I saw it at Colossus in Langley, which is speaking of dated. That thing came out in like two thousand. That theater, yeah, and there's all the like alien heads in no, there. I've, no, I've never been, but you're it's paying called, a very good. It's, visual it's called Colossus. It's exactly like a like a Silver City okay. or like a Famous Players or Cineplex Odeon, like any of those. Yeah, but. It's, you know, so it's this big theater and it just like the theme back then was to make it look like you're in like a spaceship. There's alien stuff everywhere. But it, so speaking of dated, I mean, Did, I, uh, I'm not afraid of aliens anymore. Was there reclining seats? Yeah, they're comfy. Was it the like, half recline like or was it a squishy? full recline? Was it a full recline or was it a half recline? A full recline? Yeah. Uh, like, because you know some of the new theaters yeah. have like the full recline? I think it was kind of a half recline. Some of the others tease you with the half where you kind of just kind of go back I don't a like the bit. full recline. Do you like the full recline? I love it. And you know what? Sometimes I buy a seat. I buy two tickets, and yeah. I, I just I take the seat in front of me so I can, okay. without any worry, put my feet up, and I'll have to worry about somebody getting close. Like okay. I want, I want the option to put my feet up because movies are so long nowadays. Like they were, yeah, aren't ninety minutes. Falling Stars was like was like a hundred twenty two minutes. It, it was a good that's two absurd. hours. It was a good two hours for a. I and that's the thing. People are and I have to. I've actually like like I've defended it and made fun of it in the last mm-hmm. few days because people call it like like a romantic comedy. It's not. First of all, they die, so it's, it's not a com or you know they're dying, so it's not a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's romantic. But a movie can be romantic and be a good movie at the same time. It doesn't for just sure. have to be like a rom com. Yeah. It didn't have the same formula that a, that a, that a rom com has, but I got like it's, it starts off with the girl narrating it, like the main character, and she's mm-hmm. really good. That's Shailene Woodley for like from the Descendants and stuff like that. She starts out and like her opening narration monologue is something about how you know you've seen cancer in movies, and so it looks like this. But I'm here to tell you this is not a movie, and I'm watching it like yeah, I'm I'm, I'm in a theater. This is a movie. I, I don't think I don't think any narration in a film should be allowed to try and detach itself from being a cliche. And it because, sounded like she challenged you because as well. it's a movie, so it's already a cliche in in a lot of ways. I yeah. So how many stars were we given this? Inception movie? wasn't a cliche. That's like the only one I've seen in the last five years that wasn't a cliche. Stars, I give it three. Three out of five. Yeah, I mean the acting was good. It was enjoyable. Like it was kind of fun to watch, I guess. But I don't know. You're watching teenagers ramble on, and they're being like blown away by literature. I just kind of got tired of it after all. <laughs> the whole thing's about how they read the same book and they love it, and then they fall in love. I don't know. They weren't that special. They're just kids. I well, mean. as much as you uh, love it, I'm not going to see it. Um, let's move on to uh, let's move on to some soccer. I think should we start talking about some sports? Yeah. Okay. Let's sports it up. 
Let's do some sports. Um, <laughs> fun fact of the World Cup, actually. During the Costa Rica-Greece game, Go. it was announced that the 145th goal was scored yeah. in this year's World Cup, which ties the total goals scored in South Africa four years ago. So as we sort of, we, we mentioned this one of the first days of the World Cup, there's a lot of goals in this tournament. Yeah, and, goals. and no lead is safe. No lead is safe, which we so, saw today. Yeah. Um, with Costa Rica, Greece, and with we, obviously we saw Holland, Mexico. Yeah, Holland. So okay, have we just made a universal switch over from, from Holland <laughs> to the Netherlands? Because it used to be Holland. I like saw, back in back in like in the seventies okay. when that's it was good, Marco because Van Basten, I still I it still call Holland. it Holland. I still call it Holland because okay. it's just easier to say. But everyone says Netherlands. Now. But when I write it, I write the Netherlands. You know so what? Netherlands weird. Netherlands is actually easier to say. I think. I for me, it's Holland. How is Ho- Holland is such a hard word to say? It sounds like you're horking up. No, I have a stutter, so I I like starting off with with a soft. But word. don't you like to start with the in front of the word? When I say Netherlands, I do. Because I, I have trouble saying just starting off with Netherlands. Right. So wouldn't you go the Netherlands? Because I think yes. I think it's officially the Netherlands. When I say Netherlands, I usually say the Netherlands because it's easier for me to say. Okay. But I won't say the Holland. I and I, I, I and also not. it's not the Ukraine. Okay. Which I believe is known, but I'm just putting that out okay. there. Okay. I didn't so, know that. I but I also that. like saying the Dutch. I like, saying like, the Dutch. like as in the Seinfeld episode, like the Ukraine is weak? Yeah. Like the, the Ukraine? The Ukraine is feeble. Is that, is that where that Because I've never heard it used in common speak. The Ukraine? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't think that I ever really, like, really said it, but then I, I took an Eastern European politics course in school. Okay. And a couple of kids kept saying the Ukraine, the Ukraine, the Ukraine. And my teacher was from Eastern Europe. And uh, very proud of that. So whenever they would say that, she well, she wasn't Ukrainian, but then she would just she would just be like, "It's Ukraine, it's Ukraine." So she was having none of it. So I got the feeling that that's extremely offensive to call it the Ukraine. I guess it makes it seem more like it's just like an area and not a country. Yeah, like a region. Like yeah, like the which region is like, of which the... is I guess sort of offensive. Makes sense. Brazil, Chile. What do you think about that? Uh, you know what? Before I even ask you that question, those penalties were not very good. The penalty kicks. Yeah. In, in, yeah. in, and and then looking back, I mean, Greece, Costa Rica today. Uh, Are those penalty kicks? That's that's a shootout. Yeah. 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 Okay, go on. No, yeah. <laughs> when you say penalty kicks, it sounds like it's a penalty in the game. Yeah, but it was several penalty kicks in succession. In a, in a shootout. Yeah. Well, what else are they going to be doing? Well, when you have a shootout in hockey, they don't call it penalty shots. Why not? They call it a shootout. But why not? Because there's no penalty. Who's they, by the way? Uh, this is the... <laughs> The galaxy. This is the okay, okay. Canadian. As long as we got that figured out. While we're on words and what you're supposed to say, we mentioned this. I was talking to you about this earlier. If if you are a like super Canadian, super American, uh, white person, mm-hmm. you cannot. I don't think you should be able to say nil for zero. Like, don't and 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 if you do, don't say it like you've been saying it for your entire life. Like how all these announcers will all of a sudden go from saying one nothing, one nothing, and then soccer's on every four years, and then they're like they're down one nil to <laughs> Chile, and they always overpronounce the country. Puerto like, Rico. Puerto Rico. Well, you know, and if you look close Uruguay. enough, if you look close enough, uh, you can actually see them hesitate for a split second before yeah. they say nil because you can yeah. see their brain working. They're, they're the cogs are turning, and yeah. they say, "Okay, what do I go with?" Well, and we watch the CBC nothing, zero, or nil. Those yeah, are basically exactly. your three options, right? Yeah, and, and the default option should be nothing. Well, I just think there's nothing wrong with trying to, like, embrace the, the yeah, thing. Yeah. But like I said, don't say it like how, it's how you always say it. Like, yeah. you ever see people when they go to, like, a restaurant and they're in, like, France or they're in Italy and they, they don't know whether they're being more offensive by not saying, 
you know, like, um, like, you know, um, um, merci yeah. at the table. Yeah. They don't know if, if they're being more offensive by not saying it or by saying it and screwing it up royally. And I don't know what it, what it is. I mean, if I can pull it off, then I guess I'd say it, but so you don't snap your fingers at the garçon when you <laughs> no, go to a French restaurant is what you're saying. So I'm, I'm doing that wrong. Well, but first of all, with the garçon, like that's, that's what people, I guess, kind of say, but it means boy. Yeah. You, you, you could not go to a restaurant in North America, snap your fingers, and say, boy. If you, if you go to China, yeah. you go to Beijing, I spent yeah. a year in Beijing, you go to the restaurants there, and it's a lot of finger snapping. Everything is come over. I like the finger snap. But that's a cultural thing. But, but I like that as long as, there's, as, as long as you don't feel like you're being rude. Yeah. And as long as the waiter doesn't feel like you're treating him improperly. See, I guarantee you, if you go to a Chinese restaurant but it here, is efficient. here in Vancouver and yeah. you did that at a Chinese restaurant, they would respond the exact same way as they would in Beijing. Yeah, okay. That's and, a good Because I've tried it. Yeah. I've, I've tried it. and I've, It's a very shameful thing. But yeah. I, I wanted to see if it was the same effect. And it was. You're as rude to them because, again, it's not, it's not, you're not being rude. It's just that's right. the cultural. Yeah. That's just what happens yeah. there in, in that environment. Do you find that, like, uh, um, people that work at restaurants, like Chinese restaurants, Japanese mm-hmm. restaurants, Korean restaurants, that they are like extremely polite to you when you walk in me personally yeah yeah they love no because i do too <laughs> i think they're the most polite. yeah no i agree it's, it's one of those it things is. like we, we've heard we hear a lot in canada and the united states how like you know there's that been controversy over restaurants that don't use like english or whatever on yeah. their menus and for some reason we like people in canada get mad at that as if they're doing anything wrong like and they get they make this 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 huge deal i have way worse service at a like place like the keg yeah. Than I do going into a sushi place. Like they're they're so polite. Like they rush over to like it's such a better Well see, I'm all about efficiency. Yeah, and that's so, why I think the snapping thing for sure. passes. When, because when a when a server comes to me and they start reading the specials, are you are you a guy that like because I let them read the specials. Yeah, yeah. Like I let them because no, it's too. a performance yeah. for them. Like they've practiced, they they have their meeting before the dinner rush and yeah. they, their superior says, Okay, this is what we got on, and they have to memorize it. And it's a big deal deal for them. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever gotten a special ever in any restaurant I've ever gone to. And especially but you, let them read you it? go to Italian yeah. restaurants or French restaurants, the specials are a big thing. Because they have right. the main thing as a special. I don't ever get it. I, I don't I'm know if very, I do. I'm a structured menu guy. Yeah. Unless they combine like a few things on you know, like sometimes like sometimes the special won't be a special, but it'll be like a dinner thing and an appetizer, like in yeah. one. Yeah. So I've gotten that. Well, the combo. The combo. Well, that's a, it's a money, also, it's a money saver. Yeah. I also never really, I never tell the chef how to make my food. I hate when people do that. If you know, what, you know what I mean. Like, like they they order a steak or they order or not even a steak because that's not really that special. But they order some dish off of the menu, and then they tell him how to, you know, they they tell him how to how to cook this or you know please add this to it. like you're you're at a restaurant. Like, the chef has his dishes that he knows how to cook and that he likes to cook. Either try it or pick something else. Would you... Have you ever returned anything? I hate when people... No, I haven't, actually. <laughs> I've been with people who have returned things. Yeah. I was actually... I was with a group of guys about a month ago. We all went down yeah. to a restaurant in Portland. And one of the guys returned something. There's about 20 of us. And one of the guys returned something because he said his meat was slightly overcooked. So, when it's overcooked, they got to redo the entire thing. His meat... Like, his his... Second order, yeah. which when you return came back yeah. twenty minutes later, like it's not worth it for me. It's, no, it's not worth like I don't no. care if I'm spending the twenty dollars on the meal or what, or whatever yeah. it is or whatever the. And the, if you're ordering a steak, you're going there because you're lazy in the first place. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. I guess you guys are all together. Yeah, but one of the things that I think but when it's I embarrassing. Yeah, I I'm not, I'm not I totally agree something. That. I I'll just take it. I'll return something into a store if I buy clothing, but not food. If it's cold, then I guess you you, you could say this is kind of cold, but I mean. I, I have a weird I have a weird time suggesting any like telling yeah. the waiter anything. 
If and I even, see a hair in it, I'm assuming it's mine, and I close my eyes. And I'm with. I do the same thing. I deal with it. That I I do the same thing. Yeah. I assume that it probably is mine. Yeah, because I'm a hairy. Like we're we're both we're both hairier. I'd say than, yeah, than yeah. normal than the normal person. Than yeah. the average person. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't like really. I don't like being a dick to that's pretty a much waiter at a restaurant. To. And people who do it don't think that that they're being dicks. They always give you like the same thing. Listen, I I I'm paying to come here, so I expect. More yeah. than I get at home. Well, if you do, then why are you telling the waiter how to make your food? <laughs> because, because you came here to get his food, and now so, you're telling so him. So if this is how he makes it, then this is what you should want. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what you've come for. Or order so, like it's on the menu. It tells you exactly what's yeah. on the thing, if and you then don't they like go. Our menu, go yeah. to another. And then menu. they order some specialty pasta, and then they tell him, "Oh, I, I I prefer to cook it this way." Really? Well, that's good. Maybe you should do that next time <laughs> when you stay at home. Hey, how, how, okay, there was, yeah. there was penalty shootouts all weekend soccer? At, yeah. at some point, yeah. but how fun would it be to be the goalie? And it, it's, it's funny whenever the, the coverage, you know, surrounds the shootouts, um, and the, whoever's doing the coverage always, always has that line of, well, there's never any pressure on the goalie because yeah, you can yeah. sort of just do whatever. That's got to be the most fun position to be in, to be the goalie in that situation. If he misses the ball, no one blames him. Yeah. If he makes a save, he's a national hero. He's yeah. on the face of some coin, probably. Yeah. Yeah. He's basically the invisible man that can fail as much yeah. as he wants because nobody sees him. And then when he does one thing successful, he brings himself to light right. and everyone celebrates his greatness. The, the difference, though, is that goalies are weird people. Like, whether it's hockey, soccer... Uh, yeah, Kevin Durant in basketball. Like goalies are weird people. <laughs> I don't even get that reference because he blocks oh, shots. Okay, okay. I it was mean, stupid. Serge Ibaka could have been. It was probably a more prevalent one. That was dumb. No, it's okay. Um, it happens, man. But they're don't weird beat people. Up about it. So, but yeah, <laughs> but I think, like, okay. So today we watched Costa Rica and Greece. Yeah. And Greece lost in penalties. They only missed one shot. The Costa Rica goalie saved saved the shot. And a complete contrast from Brazil-Chile because all those penalties were amazing. The, the they had as did. many made as they had misses yeah. combined. Yeah, it was three two. So they would have had three made, three and two. Yeah, but <laughs> but the thing, but no one blames the Greek goalie t- today. Because they were all good shots, yeah. and he, he couldn't stop it, but okay. And the Costa Rican goalie made a phenomenal made a phenom- save. But at the same time, I think that that Greek goalie, you, I think you'd be a little bit envious of the other guy. Because you know that, okay, maybe I didn't let in a bad goal. I could have probably still saved one. If you, you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. like even in Mexico today, you know, I mean, o- Ochoa stopped, like, everything. Yeah. Throughout this tournament. So to have those two goals go in, like, bang, bang, and the last one was a penalty shot, yeah. even though he, he I, I think he would know, listen, I, I can't be blamed, yeah. he's still got to be frustrated. Absolutely. I mean, like, there's nothing he Whenever a, th- a thing gets by you, it's yeah. like... Well, because that's his job. Like, he, yeah. he's the one player on the field for his team that mans one area, and he's the sole responsibility. Exactly. Right? So everything comes back to him. There was nothing he could do on the Wesley Schneider goal. Uh, that was a great shot. Was, I mean, like, what can you do? Like, yeah. that, that comes down to just, like, you just you, you see it late. Like, yeah. It was just such a good shot. There's nothing you can do. And then, like you said, a penalty is a penalty. Right. It was a great penalty. Right. And what great foresight, by the way, by Louis van Gaal, the Dutch, That's manager, Dutch manager, to take off your best player, Robin van Persie, when you're down 1-0. Take him off because he's having a bad day. Yeah. Bring on the guy who replaced him, yeah. who came in and, and got the And I was surprised that he did pull him because it is still Robin van Persie. Yeah. I mean, when you think of it, like... Like if you're in like a difference, I mean, like like if it's Canada hockey yeah. and Sidney Crosby hasn't scored all all, all like Olympics, you ride him out anyway. You, right? you don't pull him off the ice exactly. because then he goes and scores the overtime goal to win the gold medal. I guess we're taught here in North America, and it might, this might be the case. And worldwide. sports are different, right? I mean, sure. soccer's more used to guys coming off for sure. And they also have, I mean, if 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 he if Huntelaar goes in for Van Persie, it's not that much of a like. He, I mean, he could still get it done, which yeah. he, which he did. Yeah. So 
No, I, we're, we're taught, I think, here, and like I said, this could be global as well, that your best players are your best players at the biggest stage. Like, they win for you. Soccer, not always the case, given that... Yeah. And this is something that, that is that is confu- also confuses, I think, a lot of people. Well, he's the best player. Why doesn't he, why doesn't he start for yeah. Yeah. Like, Hernandez for Mexico. He yeah, Chicharito. I, I was thinking the Plays exact same thing. And, he, and he's quite possibly their best player. And I haven't seen Dirk Kite play really at all yeah. for the for the Holland yeah. during this tournament <laughs> and he played the full game today and he was great Drogba as well for, Con- yeah. for Ivory Coast in the first couple of games I think managers have a little more control in soccer yeah. over making kind of bold calls because they're picking for yeah like they're picking based on like the rest of the roster too sure. yeah. I mean Mario Gomez was left home from, from the German squad and he's battled injuries this year yeah. but no one would have uh, knocked uh, uh, Joachim Love yeah. for, for bringing him along yeah because it's it's Mario Gomez, yeah. but he decided no. Like we have a we, we have a strong enough team. I can't risk him coming in cold. He's staying at home, and it's working out so far, right? And the Dutch went the opposite way with Kite, yeah, and it's yeah. working out for them too. So, so. some some uh, how are, are, like I I feel bad for Mexico. I really liked watching them. I really liked that team. This is the fifth World Cup in a row that they bowed out in the yeah. round of sixteen. Yeah, and it it's it sucks because and that they was looked a so good. Tough and matchup today too. Like they, they didn't played they played they played Brazil very well in the group stages. Yeah. they looked better than Brazil. I think anyway, they drew with them. That first game, yeah. they won one nothing. Yeah. they had two goals disallowed, yeah. and both were BS. And they they effectively so, had today's win, and then yeah, eighty eighth minute. Yeah. The Holland tied up. Which, great play by Holland. They were yeah. pressing for the full... And, you know what, bonus points for Holland? Like, so so the Dutch tied it up at yeah. the 80th minute or whatever. Yeah. It, go, it goes to 90, then they play six minutes of extra. Because mm-hmm. um, there was a lot of stoppage during the game. And Mexico was just playing for extra time. And the Dutch went right back to try and score the goal, and yeah. they did. Yeah. So full marks to the to Holland for and, doing that. And that's what you that's what happens when you got a guy like Ian Robin on the field. Yeah. Because he he that's that's the time where they they say this is all you. And he he had tons of chances in the second half. Uh, he had another shout for a penalty which he didn't get. And eventually, yeah, if right. they play long enough and he's on the field for long enough, he's gonna get his chances. And that that's just kind of the way it worked out for them. And and the Dutch are through, and now they play Costa Rica. Which right. don't I mean I wouldn't expect anything less than a really really good close game they between beat, these two teams. They beat Italy and Uruguay. Exactly. I mean no no Suarez for Uruguay, but they won three one. Yep. So they scored those goals. It's, it's not They're like right. they just and in tournaments like this, confidence goes a long way. Speaking of South American teams, how good do you think Colombia? I love Colombia. They're so fun to watch. There's, I love the neon yellow. Yeah. I love what's his name James Rodriguez. Yeah. Jimmy Rod. Jimmy Rod, who we said like we predicted before the starter that someone. Some English team are, are going to, you know, like like they always do. They're, yeah. they're going to pick up like five guys from the South American countries that, that they've never seen. And they're going to sign them to millions of dollars. They'll probably sell them to get, a lot less because they're South yeah. American guys from countries they've never heard of. I think of, a steal. could get a job. Yeah. And uh, James, it just says James in the back of his jersey. Yeah. He should. Yeah. Something. I love watching Columbia. They're super fun to watch. Well, he had, he, um, he had goal of the tournament so far, I think. Yesterday, yeah. yeah the, the, the volley, no the turnaround off the, off the crossbar and in. It was just a fantastic goal. And they beat Uruguay, who, thanks to Luis Suarez going all Team Edward on... <laughs> uh, who was it? Uh, uh, Cialini. Yeah. For Italy. Um, you know, they were playing like the villains, I think. I mean, I, mean, I think... Uruguay were the villains of the of the tournament after that happened, and yeah, it's not. Well, to- they went from heroes to villains. Yeah, they beat exactly. England, right? Yeah. And it's not really fair. Yeah, it's just. I'm sorry, that's just what happens. I mean, it happens to a team when you're not. I I, I think that the Dutch, 
at the last World Cup became villains after that final when they decided to try to goon it up against Spain. I think a lot of people looked at that and they were like, I don't like watching this. And I think and and, and I think Arian, Arian Robin lost a lot of respect too because he was falling all over the field, playing kind of dirty as well. So I think it happens, right? I, but I think Uruguay, just because, of, just because of that one thing, and it was disgraceful what he did. I mean, when, when Luis Suarez bites people, it's not like it just happens. It, it, it isn't like they're wrestling around and the guy's hand was there and, and he bit it. Like, like he runs up to guys and just like latches on to their body with his mouth. So, it's okay, gross. I, I want to compare this to Zidane. Zidane's yeah. moment, Zidane's headbutt. Obviously, Zidane's headbutt in the moment was a lot bigger because it's, you're talking about the World Cup the final, final, the best right? player, and and re- they're nothing without him. Yeah, and then he gets sent off during the game. Now Suarez's was different in the in the fact that he played the entire game. They ended up winning, and then he gets the suspension afterwards. Yeah. But Suarez's reputation now, from now until probably the end of his career, is tarnished. Yeah, if it hadn't already been tarnished, that's beforehand, the thing, right? The one difference with him and Zidane is yeah. that. Is that Zidane was also that was the last game that he ever played for France. Yeah, and he had a whole career of yeah. being a I think a guy that everyone looked up to, loved. And then you go to, and and then you do that, and I. But think, you know what? This and this is the, whereas Suarez came in with this a. This is what I'm wondering. Reputation. Zidane's reputation hasn't been affected by that amongst soccer fans because he retired, I think, too, and because people, a lot of soccer fans, yeah. know him prior to that incident, yeah. which is quite possibly the best European player to ever play the game. Like Zidane won a World Cup, which yeah. which is not something that a lot of European guys can say they captained their France team for wasn't really a team before no. they won that either. Like he's they won a were Champions League and he won several uh, Syria leagues as well. Yeah. So like this is a guy that played close to twenty years of European and international soccer, and then that one moment which the world saw. Yeah, among soccer fans, Zidane's reputation didn't take much. Of I it. agree one hundred percent. It was one silly it, moment, and it is funny because that was such a big deal when it happened. That was 06, so that was that's yeah. now that's eight years ago. Yeah, we we do, I think we do kind of forget about it a little bit. I yeah. mean, I think that that when you when you say his name, yeah, that shot comes to mind. Yeah, but I mean, time has passed, and For I think sure. people I think people that would people who would actually talk about him yeah. are soccer fans, and so they would remember him for all the great things that he did. Yeah. I think it did help his reputation that, that, that he did it just before he retired too, though. Because you do feel bad for blasting a guy in memoriam, essentially. Which is, yeah. you know, which is, he left the game. There's no point in ripping the guy. Suarez, Suarez worries me. Like, <laughs> if, if I was a player on another team, because like I said, it's not like, it's not like these guys get caught up with them and then he bites them. Yeah. Like, he, he initiates. Yeah. yeah. And you can't stop that. Yeah. Because he could just do whatever he wants. And because soccer has so many different governing bodies and leagues that kind of like overlap. Like yeah. when he got his last one, it was 2013 with Liverpool. Yeah. That's the English league. Doesn't really have any say on what UEFA do, or, or sorry, on, on what FIFA does yeah. with the World Cup. Now FIFA can have that say over UEFA yeah. because they make the suspension for four months of any football. Yeah. But still, by the time that he comes back, it's going to be like October or November and he, he might not have. I mean, the, most likely he, he won't could, have a team. Like that's true. Liverpool, but he will still not. comes back with plenty of football to play next next year. So, so who takes? So who takes it? Okay, if if you're yeah. if you're the owner of a team, do you take a chance on him? Well, I think so because he's such a good player. But you risk the the negative publicity, right? But and I'm, a potential lawsuit. Like, but what if he? What if? He, but I'm saying that I'm. I'd be worried if I was the opposing team because you right, can't right. defend against right. that. And the referee is not going to see that for the red card. Like, 
I mean, the ref didn't see it in the Italy game. Yeah. They didn't give him give him a red, which fair enough, because it happened behind the play, and, yeah. and it was fast. And then he turns around, and Suarez is like grabbing his teeth, yeah. which is ridiculous. <laughs> but but he turns around and sees two guys on the ground. He can't make that call. Yeah. And the big knock about the Zidane play was that the ref actually gave him the red after seeing the replay on the Jumbotron, which really shouldn't be allowed. So, And I, apparently with Zidane, as we sort of now know yeah. now, he was it was initiated by... Um, Oh, Mas- I forget his... No, not Mascarano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Italian defender. Materazzi, Marco Materazzi. Materazzi, was a, yeah. he'd said some ill-advised things about his mother. Which, which was heard- apparently yeah. what, what had been said, yeah. which is different than Suarez just going up behind him yeah. and taking a bite out of his shoulder. Like, when he bit uh, Vanovic for Chelsea, playing for Liverpool, yeah. like, he <laughs> he falls forward on top of Ivanovic <laughs> and he's biting he's biting his forearm like like he isn't it's not like his finger or whatever like he actually jumps at him and falls forward like a dog like, so okay it, what's worse is it the biting or the spitting because he was involved in a spitting incident as well the and, then, and, then the, and then the racial slurs, the racial the slurs. as well so this I think we just let racial slurs go now just, just let roll. there's been I mean, so many like the, what are you wants to leave Italy because the racial yeah. slurs that have been hurled his way when he's with AC Milan yeah so like is it accepted now in European soccer that I, if you're not sadly, of white descent you're gonna I, get uh, sadly I, I think racism in Europe is just I wouldn't say that's institutionalized it's kind of got a bit of a history I mean, yeah. it's, it's well. And, the say no to racism campaigns haven't really panned out. Well, it's it's just a, it's just like how how the government of BC has this stop bullying campaign. You're you're gonna stop bullying? I mean, the, <laughs> no, no, no. But but there's a difference be- between bullying yep. in its most I, I wouldn't say like harmless ways. But mm-hmm. but everyone bullies somebody. Yeah. Like I, I mean I mean you can be bullied and bully somebody at the same time. And the point is that you don't always realize that you're doing it when you do it. Like, bullying is a very wide, vast term. Now, the kind of bullying, there was also people killing themselves, or, or like... But are these bullying... Is like, this, that's is a this whole different stuff? matter. Is that what they're trying... Is this high school bullying? BC, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to get into that, because okay. I, it doesn't matter, but I'm okay. just saying, okay. Okay. When, when, when a campaign is more of a, like, PR yeah. thing, yeah. or it's launched as a, like, tagline, you yeah. know, like, okay, stop bullying, or... Say no to you know, racism. Say no to racism. Yeah. Like, Which clearly has Someone worked. who's a racist isn't going to see that, yeah. and then be like, oh, yeah, I shouldn't say that about this guy today. Like I like someone who who is already so it's, it's deeper than, than someone who's already that devoid of any morals. I don't think is going to be scared off by a UEFA, you know, tagline essentially. If that makes any sense, uh, it makes it makes total sense. And in Italy, I mean, like they're kind of offensive. Like yeah. they <laughs> they do this stuff a lot. Like you hear even people who are like Italian in Canada say things about. Other people from other cultures, and like it's yeah. extremely offensive. And so, like, and you know what? So are the French, and it yeah. happens in the French yeah. leagues, and I've seen it happen in the Chinese leagues, and just about basically every league other than North America. And I'm not going to let us reports. go because it happens in Canada too. Yeah, but because Canada doesn't have a history of things that the United States has with yeah. with the civil rights movement, I think we give ourselves way too much of a break. Whereas a couple of years ago, uh, a guy in uh, Canada, Wayne Simmons, black hockey player, plays yeah. for Philadelphia, yeah. had a banana thrown at him yeah, in London, go. Ontario. And I, and I think the reason why is because we've never had to like confront a lot of historical racism in Canada. We let it go almost. And then so we think that we're not racist, which is not true. We just don't really we – have, we've never gone at it. Yeah. But it and definitely and, exists. But there's, and there's also the possibility that racism in Canada doesn't surround black people. It surrounds Native Americans in Canada. The, the, or the Native, Native Canadians, which is, indigenous Which people. is absolutely true. So so there's the conversation that just isn't really there. And because there's a lot of people who immigrate to Canada and the United States, I think definitely. sometimes people say things that they don't think are racist because really they're making a cultural comment or whatever. Right. 
But it kind of, you know what I mean? Like, it is offensive. Like, when you talk about people who move here from China or Japan, and you, yeah. and, and you try and pass it off, like, oh, I'm just talking about the political aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, but if someone heard you, like, like I mean, there's a reason why you're saying it to me and not to them. Right. Because reason, you know yeah. that it could be taken the wrong way. Or or taken the right way, because it, it probably is I love offensive. when people recognize that somebody's Asian. And <laughs> they take a stab at whether they're Japanese, Korean, or Chinese. Right. But they also lower their voice at the same time. Right. When they say, oh, I think that person's Chinese. Because <laughs> they just, you don't know, right? Right. You don't know. But if anyone who's been to Asia, if they've ever spent some time there, there's huge cultural differences between uh, Japanese, Chinese, and Koreans, which yeah. are very recognizable in Vancouver, which has... 50% of its population yeah. are of Asian descent. And it's actually much... Like, people compare it to, like, Canada and the United States. Not even close. No. There's such a difference between China and Japan in every single way. Yeah. And Korea and yep. every other... Like, it, Canada and the United States are basically the same people. Like, there's... <laughs> no, but but they kind of are. Like, there's really no other way to put that. Like, we just are. Yeah. And I think you see that a lot of times people really offensively lump Mexico in with countries south of them. It's a whole different... It's not the same at all. It's totally different. I heard today where during the actually during the Mexico game, some of the coverage, uh, one of the guys who was covering the game said congratulations to the North American team Mexico for making it this yeah. far in the tournament. Yeah, and it was funny because it's like, well, <laughs> that sounds so weird to me. Yeah, Central American, South North, North American, American, South North they're, American. They're kind of South North American. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was a. You know what? I want to move on to the, this Jason Kidd thing. Really? Because we've we've taken a stab at some pretty heavy topics so i know but you know what this this is this is too funny to, to, to leave alone jason kidd has demanded not demanded i guess what's the best way to go about i don't think jason kidd <laughs> knows what he's what he's doing if you don't know jason kidd who is the head coach of the dallas mavericks and this is well, sorry sorry the jason kidd, the Nets. head coach of the brooklyn next former former dallas maverick that's right um, and this this story has escalated so fast over the last 24 hours that it could very well change by the time you hear this um he has asked for to be the team president of yeah. the Milwaukee Bucks. Or the president of, like, basketball or The president of basketball. He wants full control in Milwaukee. He wants what Doc Rivers has in Los Angeles with the Clippers. And Phil Jackson has in, in New York. Phil Jackson isn't coaching New York. No, but I think, but that's, I think the that's, same, that's the power that he, he wants. wants it, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he asked this, he asked the Brooklyn Nets that if he could have this. After one year of coaching, not not only one year of coaching with the Nets, but one yeah. year of coaching in the NBA. Yeah. He goes and says, this is what I want. One year, year. one year after he retired. Yes. He, he retired from the court and went right to the head coach of Brooklyn. This, he's he's like, got, yeah, he's got Vince McMahon size, you know what, grapefruits. <laughs> yeah. So after one year, he goes and says, I want to raise. I want to be your boss, your boss, and your boss. I want to be the president and just make every decision. They say, uh, no, thank you. So he goes to his buddy in Milwaukee and says, hey. Right. Can I do this there? Sure, why not? We just had got the second overall pick. They drafted Jabari Parker, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. So we got a, a young burgeoning team. <laughs> we need someone like you. So now he's looking at potentially from all reports are saying that this is this is almost a done deal. He's gone from basically the copywriter in an advertising agency <laughs> to, <laughs> to to a shareholder, like the owner and to, shareholder. To Bert To the majority, yes, yeah. exactly. To Bert. He's gone from uh I was I was gonna say Ken Cosgrove early on. He's kinda of like Duck Phillips. He's okay. kind of that kind yeah, of yeah, crap. Yeah. I, it's funny because, like you Wasn't said, Doc, the one with the uh, he was an alcoholic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah, we're talking about we're talking about. But um, it's funny because Jason Kidd, like you said, there's ego, which yeah. it's not. I, I guess it's not crazy for someone to ask for a promotion because mm-hmm. what he was like a normal person would say, well, Doc Rivers is the coach and the president of basketball, whatever here. Yeah. 
you know, is there any chance that I could get, you know, they would, they would ask like a reasonable person. Sure. Yeah. Someone might say no one or, you know, that whatever they just, the discussion was Jason Kidd's response to that was to go look somewhere else. Yeah. Like he, he got turned down for a promotion that he himself asked for. Like, like he put it, he put it on the table. They said no. And then he treated that like that was an offense to him. I wonder, and then he wants to go to Milwaukee, and I forget who it was in Milwaukee. Whether it was like the GM or the owner, kind of reacted like I didn't know that Jason Kidd was a, was applying for a head coach. They already have a head coach, so like <laughs> he's kind of just. I, I think this is just a very presumptuous guy who feels like because he was a smart point guard that he's he's basically you know he probably had people telling him his entire career, hey, like you should be a coach someday. What's the and chance? And then he went done, done moving I on do to it. president. <laughs> yeah. So okay, what are the chances that he already had this deal in place with Milwaukee? And he said, now I need an out from from Brooklyn. So I'm going to go and ask Brooklyn yeah. the exact same deal that I already have, knowing that they're going to say no. So when there's they that, do yeah, say there's no... That too. Yeah, yeah. Maybe now, he's trying to facilitate the move. Exactly. Because, because the, the guys in Brooklyn, they asked them, is there any chance that Jason Kidd could come back just as the coach? And they said, I don't think so. Not after this. Well, I mean, yeah. You, Which, you fair ask. enough. I mean, if you ask for a promotion and then you don't get it, I think you stick there with the team. But if you... Make a not big only, deal not of only it. if you ask for promotion, you, you make if you a big say, deal of it. If you tell that the guy who hired you that you can do a better job, there you than go. Him. A report on Roto World that we're seeing report Nets done with Jason Kidd. So done with his in quotation so, so, so he's, he's so and they are discussing compensation with the Bucks to hire him. Okay, from them. So it looks like this is going to happen, and just the terms is is the next thing to be sorted out. Yeah, and what a while like. And from a team that that did so well this year, from such a bad first half of the season, <laughs> yeah. to turn it around the way they did. And their window is very small because they've got their two most high-profile players yeah. in Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce yeah. are coming to the end of their careers. Joe Johnson is supposed to be that guy there, but he's, for all indications, a lot of people believe he's not good enough to be a guy. He's not. He's not. He's not a lead dog, but no. he but he can score forty points yeah. in a playoff game. And, and he's not a and Paul George would, type player. Yeah. People thought he would be where Paul George is now. Clearly, the leader of a team. I think he proved in that playoff series that he's not even Kyle Lowry. Even though they won that series, Kyle Lowry did a lot more for Toronto. In a in a doing everything mode, than Joe Johnson did for Brooklyn. Who apparently Kyle Lowry wants to go to Miami. Apparently, you know what? And, and there's the mutual Raptors, interest, and why wouldn't there be? If the Raptors are what I think would be a smart move, they would move Lowry as fast as they okay. can. Okay. Because I think he's at the height of his value right I now. I think that's fair. And he's also not the future of that team. The problem, though, with that, and and I do agree with yeah, you. Yeah. Like, like I think in these cases, we in Vancouver with hockey, we, we just had Ryan Kessler ask for a trade, yeah. and they got it. Did they get everything that they maybe could have or should have gotten for him at some time? No. But if he did that move last year. But but they thought, you know what? He doesn't want to be here. Yeah. Move out this guy. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's a relief to have him gone. But anyway, with Kyle Lowry, the one danger of that... And I do agree with you, but but the danger that I would think of if I was uh, Masai Ujiri, who's the GM of Great Toronto, name, by the way, yeah, oh yeah, uh, and I can pronounce that easy too. Yeah, so. well done. Um, it's not the Masai Ujiri. It's not the oh, it's not the Messiah. <laughs> no, it's not. But I, <laughs> how many times do you think he got that as a kid? I don't know. He grew up in Africa. I don't. I don't know if they would say that in, in English or just in general. Just in general. Okay. Uh, we're talking about Kyle Lowry, right? Yeah. Yeah. The danger, the danger with saying go to with. Trading Kyle Lowry is, I think, that would make DeMar DeRozan mm-hmm. want to leave. Yeah. And, you know, who else? Like, it doesn't stop. Like, yeah, like, I agree with you. Like, Kyle Lowry is at the height of his thing. At the same time, they only got to that position last year because of Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan. So, But if you if you trade Kyle Lowry and bring in somebody that's going to be yeah, fair an enough. equal yeah. 
bring in somebody that's going to be as like a, a, an equivalent to him plus yeah. draft picks because they could get late draft picks if yeah. they traded a guy like that right now for a point guard needy team. Well, and that's why I think that that's why I do yeah. agree with you to move him because I also think that if you're keeping guys just to make DeMar DeRozan happy, chances are that DeMar DeRozan is, is going to eventually ask for a trade anyway. Like if he's if he's not all in mm-hmm. and he just says, okay, if Kyle is here, then I'm here. Yeah. I think you you fall into a dangerous a dangerous thing where it's kind of like dominoes where if something does go wrong with Kyle Lowry or if he eventually does ask or, or he goes to Miami then you're I mean if if Demar Derozan doesn't really want to be here then you yeah. got it and that that's that's going to be Toronto's problem in every sport in that sorry with the NBA or Major yeah. League Baseball yeah. or yeah. if they eventually get an NFL team the window the, is a lot the problem short. is going to be getting guys that want to play here and it makes no rational sense because Toronto is a is a gorgeous city it's super fun it's the fourth biggest in the in North America see i i i agree but, with you in everything but they but they are always going to going to have to fight that but i i think it does make sense if you can put yourself if, into if the you're american of an yes. american person no no totally I, but but i'm just saying like yeah. it it doesn't make sense you, you wish it didn't make largest, sense largest largest metropolis in North America uh, by area, yeah, that is fair. I don't know. I mean, for people to say I would that believe it's not it. a big market, I would believe. Well, I think it's I, a huge market. I think it's. I think it's. It's second to L.A. So second, yeah, second to the L.A. market. Yeah, it must be. And that's off the top of my head, but I've heard that several times. Yeah. When the, this seems to pop up, even when the Jays are looking to try and acquire free agents yeah. in, the, in the off season, and the argument as well as Toronto, it's like, well, yeah, you're looking at a giant market. And if you look at Toronto, which they've kind of had a odd season this yeah, year, yeah. but they but they've been fine. You know, they've they're contending for the top of the division. Yeah. The guys who they did bring in that made this responsible are guys like Jose Reyes and Edwin Encarnacion and Jose Batista, guys who I think are like really high character guys. Guys who I think clear, they seem to be able to enjoy playing anywhere as long as they're playing baseball, and as long as they like their teammates. And they have such a good Dominican team, basically. Exactly. Yeah, There's but so I, many Dominicans right. on that team. But but they're making their own decisions. Right. Where in the NBA you see it a lot. You, you see a lot of diva ness. Yeah. I mean, Carmelo Anthony plays in Madison Square Garden. Not for long. And it's not good enough for him. I mean, possibly. There's a chance he resigns with there, but yeah. To me, but, to me, Miami makes the most sense for Carmelo. Absolutely. And I want to go back to them because I said last episode that Carmelo Anthony would never win an NBA championship. And I, but we I, both said if he goes to Miami, if he goes to different, Miami, different completely game. different story. And and yeah. I see the sort of the situation unfolding in Miami. LeBron's going to resign there most likely. Yeah. I don't see Bosch staying there because it doesn't make sense for them. To I don't see him. Miami. Yeah, that's I don't see Miami and then I resigning. See, I, the same could be said about Dwayne Wade, but I see them giving him one of those. Thanks for everything. Contracts, right? Sign a two-year deal with us, and then you can retire. They do that in basketball, and they do that in basketball. And, yeah. and he's a great role player, and he's yeah. not. But him on any other team, he's too injury prone, and he's just got too much mileage to be the front runner in a new team. Right. So if that's the case, and you've played with Miami your entire career, you've won three titles with them, as Dwayne Wade has. Yeah. Why not just re up, take less money, and yeah. then, and then finish and there. Dwayne Wade's problem last couple of years has been that he keeps trying to come back yeah. in the middle of the, in the middle of the season while he's hurt. Yeah. Just just sit out the first half of the year while you're recovering, and let LeBron get you to. I mean, it's the Eastern Conference. You don't have to win a lot of games to make the playoffs. So just get there, and then if he's healthy come playoff time, he's still Dwayne Wade. Like like when he's healthy, he's still that guy. You so know, it's it, the, the but if they have Melo, and I was gonna say with Melo's problem is that he is selfish. Yeah, I I like watching him play, but yeah. but he has to be the alpha dog. Yeah, but if he's going to Miami, then he is agreeing. To be the second fiddle to LeBron James, the, the beta dog. So yeah, the beta dog. But <laughs> but at least he knows that going in. Well, that and that's that's what. So he, so he either. So these are the options because he, he. I think undeniably he has to stay in the East if he wants to win a title. 
He goes, the West is too tough. You'd be crazy to go to the... Like, unless you're going to go to Houston, where they've now they would have then compiled a very impressive trio but of but Howard... But you're still fighting against the Thunder I know, and the Spurs. I know. But, yeah, yeah. but they're, they're no, no, now totally. at the top, yeah. just because yeah. that's that's then an all-star team. Yeah. Um, but if you stay in the East, which is most the most likely scenario, his options are stay in New York and be the king of New York for the next, say, eight years, yeah. whatever it is. Make as much money as you can. And never win a title because you're competing against the guy who's better than you and LeBron James. Exactly. You were drafted the yeah. same year. You're not, there's not going to be an overlap. And because Melo isn't the captain of a yeah. team, like I think LeBron, like I think we all did him a huge disservice by ripping him so hard when he went, when he moved to Miami. I mean, it, I mean like the moves yeah. seem kind of sleazy, but come on, like he's a fantastic player and he appears yeah. to be a fantastic teammate. Yeah. So he can lead a team. Melo. He's, he's extremely, uh, LeBron's, LeBron's extremely arrogant. And he's extremely well, self-centered. The best but, player but, but, in the last... But, but yeah. he's extremely arrogant and he's extremely self-centered. But if you think and you really think about a guy that from the age of 14 or 13 has been told that he's going to be the best player ever... And is. How does that well, not, sorry, not, affect, not ever, but I mean... Yeah. How does that not affect your ego? Yeah. So, in, well, in a sense, I agree with you. It, you can't... It's undeniable when you watch him and everybody knows he's the unquestioned best player in the league. Like, even when Kobe was winning championships, he wasn't the unquestioned yeah. best player in the right. league. Because people think Shaq is more dominant. And people still say Shaq is the most dominant player of all time. But now we're in an era where there's no denying the fact that LeBron James is the best player and most likely will be the best player in the league until maybe his last year in the league. Right. Because MJ was the best player in the but league he can until still shoot. his very last year. Yeah. You know? MJ came back for the Wizards in 2000 and he had a couple of 40-point yeah. games. Now, he wasn't the best, but... And think of all the other guys in the NBA that I would say have an ego or that have seemed to because of trade things. Yeah. Uh, Chris Paul... Uh, Carmelo Anthony, yep. Dwight Howard, none of them have championships. Yeah, and LeBron has two. Yeah, so and I, I bet you that Dwayne Wade is cocky as, as well. I mean, why wouldn't he be? Yeah. but he's won three. Yeah, um, and I would say that Kevin Durant's biggest issue right now is Russell ha- Westbrook. No, I was gonna say it's been that he, <laughs> that he doesn't have that ego. Right, like Kevin Durant, and which is what which that makes him a fan favorite. Yeah, because it's easier to like a guy who is much more humble. But when you see him going up against James, and you know, when they went up against in the NBA Finals, yeah. and I mean Durant was still pretty young, yeah. Yeah. but he didn't have that that killer instinct yet, and I think he still doesn't. I think Westbrook, who's not as 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 good of a player, but everything that that Russell Westbrook does right does he does it because he's got like he's a very visceral player. Yeah. Like, like it is all emotion with him. And he's generally the most athletic guy exactly. in the court. Because exactly. he can do everything really, really if, well. If Kevin Durant had Russell Westbrook's... Um, Tenacity? His, his emotion. Okay. Like, I think Kevin Durant could be the guy that LeBron James would win titles. The, the, the flip side is that if, if Russell Westbrook had Kevin Durant's uh, intelligence yeah. on the court, then he could be that guy too, but... You know, for me, the, the issue with Durant, and it's clearly not an issue because of how successful they've been, but if mm-hmm. you want to win titles, I think the NBA is a league, much like soccer, which we've talked about in the sense that you build around one guy. Yeah. You build around two guys, you have problems. Manchester United have always had problems building around both Rooney We're talking and... about soccer club, not soccer country. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Manchester United have had problems building around, around both Rooney and Van Persie. Yeah. So the NBA, the Oklahoma, have had problems winning with both Westbrook and Durant. I think it's a lot easier if you simplify it and go one guy, build around that one guy. And I, okay. and, and I don't know if the Thunder will ever get I, over that. I don't know if Russell Westbrook will I ever sort be of, traded. I sort of think the opposite, though, with Oklahoma. Okay. Because I think Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook are best friends. Right. And they push each other. But that means nothing no, when no, it comes no, to winning. Sorry, but what I was going to say, I think Oklahoma's problem hasn't been having the two of them. It's been letting go of Harden and not having the three of them. I agree with that. 
Like, because so, uh, yeah, no, I'm, but then you could also the argument could also be made that if Serge Ibaka didn't get injured this year, yeah, they would be dispersed. they would be dispersed. You know, and, they looked very good in a yeah. game where Ibaka was a little bit healthier. He came back and they 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 stole or they didn't steal a game. They won a game in Oklahoma, and and if that's a microcosm of what the Thunder look like healthy, yeah. then they're the best team in the yeah. West. Still so, without Arden, still. So there you go. Um, I think if Melo stays in New York, you've got if that happens, you've got to think it's because that LeBron will come to New York as well. See, I that's think, a possibility too. I don't know. I don't think that LeBron would do that. I I think he wants to stay in Miami. I don't think he wants to go through an, an, another PR nightmare of being that guy. That no, at, at this again. at this stage but, of his career, why is he moving? But I'm just saying that it's that is that it's a possibility. Yeah. I mean, it, it is Madison Square Garden. If you win a championship in New York with the Knicks, talk about becoming canonized. Like yeah. he will be a hero. Yeah. Forever the, in the, the biggest New, city. The, in, the New York fans learned to love Eli Manning with two Super Bowl rings, so yeah. LeBron would be a pretty easy easy right. task. Well, it's New Jack City. That was the Mustard Seeds podcast for this week. Uh, if you guys want us, you can reach us on well, Colby's got his Twitter account. I use it. He uses it uh, at Colby Solinsky. That's K O L B Y S O L I S O L I N S K Y. Good Polish name. Thank you. I don't. I mean, I have a Twitter account, but I was saying today, what does that mean? It means thank you in Polish. Oh, okay. Dziękuję. Yeah? Um, it kind of sounds like thank you. See, I don't use... Dziękuję. Yeah? I, don't, I don't use Twitter. That sounds actually like a lot like Mandarin. You were doing there. Okay. I don't I don't use Twitter, so I'm not even... But if you want to look at my Instagram pictures, sure, it's Ian P. Jacobs. Everything that I have is Ian P. Jacobs. So, right. But you know what, guys? Just do a Google search. That's, Ian, that that's Ian with an I. That's Ian with an I, P with a P, Jacobs with a J, C-O-B-S. Um, the Mustard Seeds Pocket. We're also on Facebook as well. we got our Facebook page, and we're on SoundCloud. Soon that, to be on iTunes. That's probably short. how you're listening to us, is yep. through SoundCloud or Facebook. And uh, our website, themustardseedspodcast.com, is soon to be launched, so we will keep you updated on that. Or you can apparently just stick your head out the window. Uh, you might just hear us. Keep it casual. Keep it casual.